Welcome back to another great episode of the Centurion. It's me, your boy Eli, with me, Joe. How's it going? <laughs> another <laughs> week. Another week. I mean, everyone's working or school, or and you and I are the only ones that are, you know, got nothing to do in the turn of the week. Not, not for lack of trying, mind you. No lack of trying, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, this might date might date this a little bit, but as of recording, uh, the, the this is the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. So you know, obviously, uh, you know, things, you know, uh, it probably will come out after Thanksgiving. But you know, I guess, uh, you know, to everybody uh, who listens to us, uh, happy post Thanksgiving. I guess. Yep. As we, uh, I guess, uh, you know, move on to the next big holiday season. You know. And we'll see whether or not we'll do. It. I don't think we're gonna do anything those in those coming weeks. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, in terms of like a special themed month, no, no. No, all right, that makes all right. We'll, we'll probably just finish up the Mandalorian reviews and then. All right, yeah, all right. That seems that seems fine. Yeah. Anyways, um, just nice little cleanup. We so something me and Joy like to do once every while during Thanksgiving is watch uh some some movies. We're you know we're big movie buffs, and uh, one of the most recent movies, basically, because like I just got not too long ago, I got the collection, is um the Godzilla movies in. Me and Joey, man, yeah, we're brothers, and we also grew up watching the same stuff, and we were big Godzilla fans. I think a lot of people who were born in the '90s were really big into Godzilla, especially since I think that was sort of like a resurgence because of all the Heisei yeah. era films showing up on cable TV on like all those various uh, things, uh, like uh, from like Godzilla 1984 all the way to like uh, versus this destroyer, this the destroyer, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's uh, one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, like all of those, I think a lot of for people, a lot of people who grew up in the, like the nineties and early two thousands, like those, those were like legit and pretty good. And then you get the Millennium series that came later on, and you, and you have the Showa era, like the, the, the Showa era came first, then it was the Haitian, and then it was the well, the, the Millennium era, and then we have we have a kind of bit of resurgence more from the West. Yeah, we. You yeah. can tell we're Godzilla fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, obviously, like, Godzilla's in, I guess, he's always been sort of mainstream. He's, like, the only, like, big Japanese movie monster, like, most regular people would, like, have at least heard of. Like, I don't think if he were to take a microphone out into the streets and say, you guys know who, uh, uh, Gamera is or various other things? Have you guys seen War of Gargantuans? No? Okay. We've <laughs> uh, seen Son of Kong. Wasn't that like... Is that a sequel to, to the King Kong? I, I mean, mean... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, I mean, no I'm just... Uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a hypothetical person yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, so, Did you see the Japanese version of King Kong with the Robot Kong? Yeah, you fight some Mecha Kong. Yeah, it's... Over, you know, j- uh, kaiju movies, you know... They're are, fun. Yeah, they're, they're, they're dumb and they're fun. Um... You know, and I think you were mentioning earlier, um, yeah, this is a resurgence in the West thanks to like uh, the legendary pictures version of Godzilla, along with uh, the sequel, King of the Monsters. Yeah, and if and if you were to get the title, we're probably most we're, the one we're talking about right now is the OG OG original 1954 film Godzilla or Gojira. For those of you that know the original film, so we will we'll be talking about that. And uh, just, just let us get our little nerdy kaiju love out first. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of fun uh, to watch those movies. And I think, um, I'm pretty sure if, you know, current world circumstances uh, uh, weren't as they are now, uh, we would have probably maybe have seen uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, because that was supposed to come out this year. And I, my, my inner child is going to go crazy. Yeah, it'd be kind of neat to see, like, uh, I, I guess as a rematch, because considering that that was they did fight once before in the sixties, and that was our first Godzilla film. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, our first Godzilla film was Godzilla vs King Kong, and I think we both wanted Godzilla to win. Yeah, because he just kind of he's a giant lizard that spews atomic fire out of his mouth. It's not like what, the, it's like how is that not cool? Yeah, but then again, like Kong was showing up fucking tree down and down Godzilla's throat yeah it's 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 all kinds of uh listen it was like it was like real WWF e that time it was amazing yeah so yeah I like, had Jim Ross on there and it'll be like it'll be amazing okay um yeah no yeah uh, so we're good gonna... god almighty he's shoving that tree down Godzilla's throat oh my god good god almighty He's so tempted to do the voice now. No, no, no. All right, we, we, all right let's just let's, let's get out of here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Today we're uh, we're gonna be discussing uh, the original 1954 yeah. Godzilla. Because there's a there's, there's some good amount of stuff to talk about. Because one, it's basically one of the original, if not the, it's one of the original kaiju films, and it's probably the one that has the most impact in. Not only I wouldn't say just only in Japanese pop culture, but also like, like just pop culture in general, and like like the meaning behind a lot of the stuff that goes into that film. Well, so this is, this is basically gonna be kind of like a review slash discussion about that movie, because like, well, I mean, for one, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's it's really good, and plus there's like two versions, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Gogeta and uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, uh, where King of the Monsters was more of like. Let's just splice in this American actor to react to all the events that are going on as he was part of the film. And who was that actor again? Uh, uh I don't know the name of the actor. He's a well known he he played Perry Mason in like in really old movies. Yeah. Uh, show, I mean. I know that the character name was Steve Martin and when and when uh Godzilla nineteen eighty four mm-hmm. uh aired and uh, was shown in America. They actually included that him again, but referred to him as just Mr. Martin because um, Steve Martin was big at the time. Yeah, the actor Steve Martin was big in the time. So uh, to avoid any weird confusion, yeah. Um, I, I I don't remember his Raymond name. Raymond Burr. Yeah, that's what it is. Raymond Burr. He played Perry Mason on Ironside, which was a uh, TV show. Okay, but uh, yeah, no, the American version. I think a lot of people sort of agree is kind of the inferior version mm-hmm. just from the sheer fact that there's a lot of uh it's it's that... it's heavily edited yeah because uh at the time uh 1954 um uh, to give context a lot of the stuff that sort of goes into what makes godzilla godzilla is uh you know based on the atomic bomb uh, and this was like, I'm pretty sure like nine years after, uh, the bombing of Nagasaki, uh, 
Yeah, the, 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 the when the U.S. dropped the atomic bombs on on, on Japan. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most Americans would find it very. I think at the time, I think a lot of they to avoid any sort of weird like anti nuclear um, sentiments because mm-hmm. this movie does have that. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where like it, it was meant to do be a political commentary. Yeah, it, it it is. It was meant to sort of uh, talk about the dangers of of nuclear power and the mm-hmm. hydrogen bomb and all that stuff. And we'll get into more of that as we talk about our review. But yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. You know, this is a very good, interesting point to start off with. This is a, like just to see Godzilla's view from both the west and the east. Like for the western island, she's big, cool, giant, breathing monster. Who destroys and smash everything that is from Japan, while the Japanese see him more as sort of a social commentary, you know, the horror that they had to go through. And you can tell that when this in from the original version of the film, and like I said, and like I said, we'll get to that because there's a specific scene that you know I want to say was cut. It's been a while since because we want I, I have the original one, so it's the original Gojira. So it's not the one with, with uh, Remember. And I don't recall if the Rainbow has a specific scene that really felt kind of like haunting. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where it made you feel like, oh shit, this is like, <laughs> this feels like a war film kind of thing. So, you know, it's it's very heavily edited and stuff like that. Not saying that they're both, not saying that the, the one Rainbow is bad. I still enjoyed that one. It's, it's probably the first one I've, first one of the two I've seen. And I still enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just that I think for a lot of like people, um, especially those who uh, I guess want to, uh, I don't know. I think for a lot of people, they don't like uh, the because they feel like a lot of those changes were more or less unnecessary. Mm. Um, consider, especially considering I think you know a lot of other. I think it's like one of the few Godzilla movies where they did a whole lot of that editing stuff and cutting stuff and adding specifically splicing in american actors and stuff um because most of them don't really do that they just mm-hmm. sort of du- they either just you know subtitle the, the movies or just have like a dub actors to dub over lines and stuff god damn it those dub acting is hilarious uh yeah because you know it's it's very hard for them to like do good lip syncs yeah yeah and so let's say we get started in our in our uh, thoughts on this film. Um, we'll go with the first one, Gojira. Um, Joy, what are your what are your thoughts on the film as a as a quick review, really? Well, obviously the movie starts out. Um, I think it starts out what like it's uh, in the middle of the ocean. Middle of the ocean, some fishermen just doing stuff. There's a flash of light, and you know the boat comes back, and like everybody's dead. It's, and it's sort of just like it sort of builds up the mystery of what the hell is happening, mm-hmm. right? It's it's just a bunch of reports of like various strange things going on, like large amounts of radioactive uh, activity um, on on some islands off the coast of Japan, and then scientists go and uh, uh, investigate, and they eventually come upon Godzilla, and you know it obviously freaks them out. They realize that he's sort of a monster that was awakened i think due to nuclear testing in the pacific ocean and now he's starting to rampage over all over japan you have uh characters trying to figure out 
what are we going to do? How, how are we going to stop him? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and eventually Lee comes to uh, one of the characters, I believe Dr. Surasawa mm-hmm. is his name. Uh, he essentially is a scientist who develops a weapon that basically is able to kill Godzilla, the oxygen destroyer. Basically just, uh, it's another atom bomb kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's on the level of another like mass weapon of mass destruction where it just dissolves things till their bone or whatever. Mm. And sort of the, the movie ends after they essentially, after you know, Godzilla just destroys Tokyo, mm-hmm. they they manage to like find him like in the bottom of the ocean. Doctor Jurassic goes down and activates the oxygen destroyer, but you know to kill Godzilla and himself because sort of the because he's sort of just like he fear he knows that just like the atom bomb, the oxygen destroyer could be used against people. Mm-hmm. And he, and since he's the only one that's, he's the only one that knows how to make it. He dies with the secret, so that way no one can make a weapon as. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's where the whole you know commentary on like nuclear warfare is is so prevalent because you have this weapon of mass destruction going up against essentially something that was made by another weapon of mass destruction. It's sort of like you know what 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 we got sort of ignorance i guess yeah um it, it it's definitely like that is definitely one of the biggest messages from the movie is sort of just like um listen we like we have to be responsible for the things we create because these things especially with the atomic bomb because uh it, it is like it's a dangerous weapon it could wipe out all the humanity I'm in and we need to, you know, be careful with these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it makes a lot of sense, um, especially considering, um, like I said earlier, this was nine years after the atomic bombings that Japan faced and Japan. It really, at the time was the only country to have ever experienced like that n- level of, yeah, of destruction from nuclear weapons. So, you know, it, it sort of comes off as sort of a, Having to like, as a way to cope with uh, having to ex- go through that experience, because mm-hmm. um, there there are quite a lot of scenes in uh, when Godzilla is destroying Tokyo that's kind of meant to evoke uh, scenes of destruction at those nuclear where those bombs were dropped, mm-hmm. right? So it's so that's it's meant to like sort of do that parallel yeah it's 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 i mean that's that's one of the things i've um at the double check and like i was looking at my phone to double check on the story of you know the american version of godzilla the king of the monsters and see sort of the difference that they've in, installed and one of the key ones i noticed was the ending uh and i'll get to that when we start comparing the two that essentially um no i'm 100 i'm with you on this on on, on your thoughts on this film it's it it really stands out because when you when you see Godzilla, whether it be sort of the recent ones with Legendary, some of the ones from Japan, the old ones from whatever era, you, you they've been they you tend to see them as silly. Like it's a guy in a rubber suit. It's a guy you know doing some really fun, quirky, campy stuff. 
I mean, that's how we grew up with it. We, you know, one of our favorite characters was Jet Jaguar. And it's just a giant robot. It's just a giant robot with a freaky smile. And it's, it's, it's like a regular sized human robot and then it just grows big, like Godzilla size. It's, uh, mm. yeah. And like, you're just like, this is silly. And, but then when you watch the original, uh, Godzilla film from Japan, you you realize, oh, this isn't campy. I mean, yeah, it's still a guy in a rubber suit, but like, they, they, it, there's it, weight. Yeah, it takes itself seriously. Um, I, I mean, with uh, and to that point, you mentioning like all the other the Godzilla movies sort of doing a bit more campy and stuff. I mean, I think the last Godzilla movies to try to uh, go for a bit more serious route, I think was 1984. Mm-hmm. Godzilla. You're which, forgetting. You're forgetting about Shin Godzilla. I was getting there. <laughs> um, which which is which? I, to be fair, uh, is because mainly due to the plot point of it's just because a lot of those times when Godzilla does do goofy stuff, it's because he's fighting other monsters. In in some of these movies, like 19, uh, Godzilla 1984, it's just himself. You know, once again uh, destroying Tokyo, and. I believe there is some Cold War uh, anxieties in that film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wasn't that movie also edited by Americans too? Yeah, but not as heavily. Yeah. Not as heavily. So, yeah. Um, I know uh, uh, the 2014 Legendary Godzilla definitely also kind of leaned towards a bit more of the seriousness vi- mm-hmm. vibe. I mean, yes, it has him fighting uh, other monsters, but... The, the the thing about the legendary one is that they it feels like more like it's sort of the earth responding back because godzilla's always in that in that in the past in this one and the the one from uh was it 2018 or the king of the monsters movie yeah that wasn't was that last year was it last year i'm gonna double check i'm pretty sure it was last year yeah last year it was you know like that, that those seem to have more of a uh Sort of a force of nature kind of thing. Like whenever they arrive, everything goes to hell. I mean, like, yeah, but that's still sort of, uh, I guess, the idea of it. Like, mm-hmm. like Godzilla is meant to sort of evoke a, yeah, like a force of nature. Like he's a sort of a natural disaster. You can't really do anything to stop him, mm-hmm. right? You can only just let things happen. And uh, and to your point, uh, uh, what you said earlier, uh, you mentioned it. Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, I think it's called in the in yeah, America's, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, is is also very sort of uh, like I think it's like probably the closest to the original, just because it also it's it's an allegory to uh, what happened uh, in back in I want to say 2012, 2013, the Fukushima yeah, nuclear, it was, yeah like a lot of nuclear um, the it was a nuclear plant that melt down and nearly uh and. You know, nearly caused some, a lot of bad stuff to happen mm-hmm. over there in Japan because of uh, a tsunami, I believe it was yeah. caused by. So, uh, yeah. And that movie sort of like, it was sort of a critique of gov- the government's response to that and sort of just sort of, uh, and again, sort of invoking sort of like the dangers of nuclear. Mm-hmm. Directed by the guy who made Evangelion, which makes more sense. Yeah, and, and and if you go watch that movie, there is, you, there's actually at least when you see Godzilla in action, there are like 
subtle hints to Ava, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah. Even Galeon, good lord. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Yeah, but it's, it's like the original still has that sort of, uh, I guess, edge of sort of like, this is what mm-hmm. people who have gone through nuclear war, like, that's that's how they sort of view it, it as a giant, uh, as sort of, I guess, as an allegory, like, a, like Godzilla, you know, serves as an allegory, right, of just sort of mm-hmm. the, the horrors of, of the bomb, right, mm-hmm. and what it can do, and, uh, how we need to, how like you know, people need to. Uh, it's like you said earlier, take responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility and make sure that. Which, like you know, before we go, you know, before we go into that sort of discussion about the edited version, um, obviously, what would you give this? I mean, I'm I'm just gonna flat out say this is like a goddamn perfect movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like at least a nine or a ten out of ten. Yeah, I would probably say. It's a nine out of ten. Yeah, I would lean. I, 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 I mean, we could talk more about it, but it's like, what is there to talk about? Yeah, it's. I think a lot of what has been said of the original Godzilla, you know, it's 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 been said. Uh, I mean, the fact that it's part of the Criterion movie collection, yeah. which is sort of like a very, uh, I guess, prestigious or somehow. Yeah, like it's a prestigious sort of movie, like brand collection where they, it's it's a showcase of a lot of like uh, well-known foreign films and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the fact that like you know it's it's, mm-hmm. fe- it's sort of featured there, she kind of just goes to show that it's not just a a goofy monster film. Yeah, yeah, like a like just it's not just a guy in a rubber suit destroying mm-hmm. Tokyo. It's they like you you realize that this movie is meant to be very serious and there's a lot of scenes that sort of give you that gravity of like oh you know like uh like oh this is yeah like you're meant to sort of understand like what these what you know japan at the time went through mm-hmm. which i mean now we're gonna go talk about the um the, the heavily edited version that's the looking at the monsters with uh, Ren Byrne, which again, I don't hate the movie. I think it's still a pretty decent movie, but wow, there's like a huge um, tone shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's this one is uh, the American version of Godzilla 1954 is very sort of, I guess the word would be sanitized. Oh yeah. I mean, when when you're talking about that film, um, you, you mentioned earlier that hey, you know, um, the Japanese version starts off with an explosion going off, people are dead. In that one, it's more of they start off with the aftermath of the attack on the city. Yeah, it's sort of uh, kind of like it's, it's all in flashbacks. Yeah, you know, it's remember who's like I think a reporter, right? He's a reporter. He just comes to like just see what's going on because he he's sort of like just investigating some things mm-hmm. and he sort of is a more or less a tag along character to all the other characters. Yeah, they, because again, like you said, uh, he was added into the film, so they essentially shot around. Like oh, they edited the footage that it made it seem as though he was a part of the movie, even though like he wasn't. Yeah, it'd be like um, he's talking to a 
because in the, in the beginning of the scene, he's talking to one of the female character actor uh, characters from the original movie. That you know, they're not in, they were never together. Together, it's more like your 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 camera's on me. I'm speaking, and now the camera spans to Joey, who was added to the to this episode, and he's talking, and we come back to face to face. And yeah, it's sort of, and we just dub over those lines. Yeah, and it's very sort of uh, it is weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird that they would do that, but I'm gonna assume at the time, uh, American audiences probably were not very receptive to foreign films. So it, I'm assuming, especially with something that uh, deals heavily with nuclear uh, weapons and and all that allegory stuff, probably would have been sort of uh, not that well received. So they, so they definitely. Uh, this, I don't know what studio it was that. Uh, distributed Godzilla to the U.S. or whatever. Um, might have been Universal. I'm double checking just in case. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably pretty sure just to make it still in the U.S. Uh, it was changed into like just a, a sort of a standard monster movie. Which, Embassy Pictures. Okay. Um, for the U.S. East Coast, I guess I don't know. Trans World Releasing Corporation for U.S. West. I, I don't know. All right. Well, that's what we get. That's what we get for looking at Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh. There's also a lot of like I think cut scenes as well, right? Yeah, no, that's one of the big ones because like, so the, I mean the, the the part I'm the 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 one I'm thinking about, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's the one you thought about too, was you know in the original film. Uh, Godzilla shows up, he's attacking, he's destroying everything, he's burning everything, invoking a lot of, you know, nuclear, um, you know, destruction. And, one, and you know, it's the aftermath, everyone's in the hospital, or, or like, basically, it's basically, a, it's basically, imagine, like, you know, like, an after wars thing, where everyone's in, like, this one place, and, like, there's bodies everywhere, you know, people are wrapped up in bandages, they're, like, laying on the walls. And there's a specific scene where I don't remember if this is edited out, but I, it's one of the ones I always remember, and I can't seem to remember if there was, this is in the the American version. It was um, the choir of uh, Japanese schoolgirls, right? Where you know it's they're kind of singing to the dead. You know, it's like a it's a choir, so they're singing you know to the people that died, and it's very sort of you know. I don't want to use the word heavy, but it's like, it's very somber. Somber, yeah. It's like holy shit, you know. It's like wow, people died. Something you don't see. Like you, you again. If you're used to watching a lot of like the old, some of the old ones or new ones, where like you know you see the destruction, but you never see the aftermath. This is one of the ones where it's like holy shit, we just people die. Yeah, people die because of Godzilla. Yeah, he does not give a fuck. Well, yeah, he's just a giant monster. Just goes around. Destroying things. Yeah. Honestly, the scene I was thinking about was not that. Really? Which one was it then? It was, uh, and I'm pretty sure they did cut this one out. It was at, as the destruction is happening. It's a mother holding her children. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of like knowing that they're probably going to die and saying that, don't worry, we're going to be with dad soon. She's comforting her children in their inevitable death mm-hmm. that and i'm i'm like 99 percent positive that was cut out of the film as well because uh, of the american version because obviously it's really heavy 
Um, like, I mean, your example definitely is, you know, uh, mm. like makes that point of sort of like, you know, just the gravity of what happens, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but that point, but that also is like I think a scene that definitely sticks out, especially because I'm pretty positive it was not in the original. So seeing that, it's sort of just like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's stuff like that that like sort of got cut out of the American version. Well, not that, just that. The whole attack on the city was, it was. I find, I feel like that's the scene where it was mostly edited, because in in, in that scene, I mean, Raymond Burton is just sitting there with his little microphone or whatever, just describing the horror, kind of like a, like. Um, Orson Orson Welles, you know, when he's reading the the War, the War of the Realms, like you know, how you imagine like that voice talking about the destruction everywhere is is is, is terrible. I'm seeing children crying, mothers begging to be saved, and all, all that kind of stuff. That's what exactly what he's doing. Well, yeah, that's it. Kind of gives you the the sense of horror that's going on. But you know, we he's more or less describing. While in the original Japanese version, it's more like. Oh, we're we're seeing face to face what is going on. Like I totally forgot that scene that you just mentioned, and that that's a very like fucked up scene because I could I, I think it's also meant like hinted that the dad was a war two soldier. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's sort of the thing with the uh, the American version. Like I I would agree with you. It's not like the worst thing ever. It's just that when you understand and see the original it's sort of just like well like it's sort of just like why go through all this effort to just change all the stuff that makes this mm-hmm. movie so good but then you of course got to remember it's definitely due to, due to the fact that it is sort of a commentary on uh the the the, the bombings yeah to the bombings that i'm pretty sure you know, like I said, nine years after World War Two has ended, uh, Americans probably don't want to be lectured on the use of nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. especially considering that they're the ones that made them. So rather than sort of have a movie that's sort of very poignant, uh, they sort of just sort of took it and made it into a uh, sort of a, you know, a uh, monster movie, which is not bad. It's just sort of uh, very sort of... Uh, it's an interesting, I guess, uh, way to see how these two countries at the time sort of saw nuclear weaponry and like the effects it, it has on the world. Mm-hmm. And like to go to your point, because I was like I was I was starting earlier, I was looking up to make sure to see if there's any differences between two films, and one struck me out, and it's the ending, where in the Americanized version. You know Raymond Burr's character is saying thanks to our, to was it Aizawa or Serizawa uh, Serizawa that um there we get to live again you know he he sacrificed himself for us it you know we're we're gonna be okay kind of stuff but in the Japanese version it was more like we need to take responsibility yeah <laughs> we yeah like no this shit could happen again yeah like. That- like with a, like where like the Americans like you know there's you know this is it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay the Japan you know 
who have faced this horror, who have seen this sort of like level of destruction and misery are like, we can't let this happen again. This, like, this is something that could destroy us. And I think that's where, you know, really where the big divide is when it comes to these two films is there, and we, yeah, we've been mentioning it over and over again. It's, it's literally the, the attention to the atom bomb. Because we have we have two perspectives. It's coming from two perspectives: the person that shot it and the person that received it. Yeah, it, and that's sort of, uh, I guess, what makes I guess the discussion between these both versions so kind of interesting. I mean, I I, I definitely understand why people wouldn't like just not really like the mm-hmm. American version after discovering what the original is like. Mm-hmm. It's sort of just like, oh, this is sort of like a whitewashing of this film's sort of core ideals Mm -hmm. right but i mean i i still say that like when at least looking at the american version it's still a solid i think film Mm -hmm. it's just that because of all the editing and stuff it's sort of and 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 you know it's mostly because of that allegory of of nuclear destruction right because like how else would america react to this they've they never, you know, it's something that, you know, whether they're proud of it or not, it's something that's really horrific. How else are you going to, like, how else is Japan going to react and make stuff like this? And you can go back and you can see, like, a lot of examples of, like, after the war, their their views on stuff. And the creation of a lot of media, a lot of pop culture that was based around the war. Yeah. And so it's, it's inevitable that we, we end up going to have to go there. Yeah, it, it 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 is sort of interesting how all that stuff sort of looks out. I think even now, like, I mean, I guess to be fair, um, when we talk about, I guess, the theming of the original Godzilla, you know, and having it be such a huge success, the fact that the sequel sort of just goes and just becomes like a just regular monster movie mm-hmm. where Godzilla fights a, another giant monster, like. It is sort of interesting to see Japan's sort of relationship with Godzilla nowadays. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because he went from being sort of this allegory to, you know, nuclear destruction, the the dangers of of the bomb, to being kind of like sort of the savior of of Japan, I guess. Yeah, he's more of a, like he's he's kind of sort of a. Uh... Like when when it it sort of just seems like Godzilla when he's on his own is sort of seen as this sort of perceivable threat, but when there is like external threats in movies like you know a, a giant space monsters or other monsters that show up that that might destroy Japan aliens like, if you go from the original yeah or Mecha Godzilla you know King Ghidorah all these other like you know monsters that will probably destroy the Earth it's sort of just incumbent for Godzilla to essentially become the protector of Japan and mm. by extension the earth. Which is like, you know, it's super like, it's weird. Yeah. It's super weird considering his origins as sort of like an allegory to the bomb. Now he's sort of like a kind of sort of good guy, but will still just destroy the city anyway. And I think that's what the, the legendary movies are trying to invoke. That he is essentially this force of nature that 
has no allegiance to like anyone he he will destroy and slash save people like kind of like that's the whole commentary you know you know especially in the second uh, king of the monsters film yeah where like you know he comes in and they like everything he destroys he ends up like you know there's there's life again you know like the trees are coming back a lot of stuff is going on that normally would never happen he's he comes in and cleans it up he's, yeah he is like mother nature he comes in yeah yeah and you know whether or not you feel like that's successful or not it's it's sort of what he, he kind of inevitably become becomes because you know and i think it's because like later on in like when it comes to like the atomic age you've noticed that you know like Chernobyl, like that thing screwed up a lot of things but if you go there now it's like very lush with greens yeah yeah like uh that is sort of an interesting thing that there's just like wildlife that has returned to mm -hmm. chernobyl because it's so radioactive and like it's not you know uh good like people can't live there until like another like thousand years i think even yeah. longer so the fact that it's sort of just taken over by nature is interesting um but yeah, that's sort of, uh, I guess, uh, like the weird evolution of Godzilla for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you What do you think about a American version? What would you rate it? I mean, again, I, I, I don't hate it. I think the movie's fine. I, I, I still enjoyed it when I watched it. But, you know, when you compare it to, say, the original 1954 Japanese film, there there is still lacking because the message is so profound. And, and like you said... The interesting idea that both America and Japan have different viewpoints about sort of the the use of the atom bomb. That's probably why they, they made that kind of ending, too, is because they saw it as a good thing. America, pro yeah, I think for an American audience, then the bomb was is a necessary evil, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. That's like sort of the argument a lot of people make when it comes to like World War II and like whether it was justified to use the nuclear weapons like drop those item bombs on japan at the time well at least in retrospect yeah because the justification would have been like if we had if the americans would have gone with a conventional invasion of the island like they would have there would have been way more casualties than mm -hmm. what what occurred with the two bombs so i mean yeah like i think at the time a lot of americans would have been like it was a necessary yeah, and it's like, a necessary. Evil. And that, I mean, that's why we get the ending, like you know, the the sacrifice was needed for everyone to be okay. While the J Japanese, who were the one at the, at the receiving end, or they're like, we need to be accountable for this action that can cause that has caused more pain for us. Yeah, which I think in that sense, it's still a great. You know, when you think of that, it's sort of both as commentaries for the bomb. It's still pretty interesting. Like that's why I'm not saying it's a horrible. It's not a terrible. We both said it's not a terrible movie. No, no, it's still a good movie. I, I think, but I still, I think I would give it like somewhere between an eight and a nine. But I'll still probably go with the eight just because it's because the edited version sort of takes away a little too much of the the weight of how much horror there was when it comes comes when Godzilla comes in and sort of the effect that he leaves on. Mm. for you know for a character like Raymond Burr's character who really doesn't do much sadly yeah he's just reactionary yeah he's just sort of there just like watching everything go down yeah hence, hence why we're talking about the 
him talking to the radio. But still, he's still it's still effective because we can see sort of the Amer- the the idea that America has over when it comes to the bomb. So yeah, I would probably give it an eight, nine. If I really want to be generous, I probably go with a seven point five. Really? How so? I mean. I think for me, like uh, the uh, like all the changes do bring it down for me like that. But again, uh, I don't think it's like like so like freaking like terrible or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I I don't think it's like a I guess a I don't think it. Um, I wouldn't say like uh, discards the the things that are original. It just sort of like I guess, like the the American version tries to recontextualize that stuff in a way mm-hmm. that I think uh, that might try to resonate with re- uh, American audiences at the time. But and, and I think that's sort of like half of my reasoning for it. It's sort of like it's just it it seems like it's a product of its time. Ah, uh, so you're saying that it feels very dated for. Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah. See, now that makes more sense because I was like. That's because I was thinking like seven point five is a little harsh, Joey. But with but that mindset, I totally understand now because like it seems very like its messages is good, but it's only good for for the time. Yeah, because like I it, feel like a, a, a I feel like like nowadays when we talk about nuclear stuff, I think most people in America would agree. Yeah, nukes are definitely bad. <laughs> uh, that's that's we, uh, we got to make sure uh, we don't. We drop. will go to war to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, we will like make sure no other country tries to make nukes in fear that they might like nuke places because mm-hmm. we because I think a lot of uh, Americans know know that yeah no dropping those nukes not great not not the best <laughs> yeah those nukes aren't aren't fun and essentially it, it, especially I think that because of the Cold War and stuff sort of the mutually assured destruction kind of thing where it's like oh if we, if the U.S. and the Soviet Union went to war, we're all gonna die because nukes are the first thing to go, mm-hmm. right? So I think. So in a, so in a way, you're saying that while it's still a good film, its message has not aged well. Yeah, like it's very yeah it's a it, it it's very sort of a product of the time, and mm-hmm. I think uh, in the original Godzilla, the original uh, Japanese one, uh, I think has a, sort of that message that continues to be resonant even to the day. So I'm pretty okay with having an 8 then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, man, that's just that's just the most interesting discussion I've ever had about the original two Godzilla films. Because, like, let's let's face it, they are a product of their time. Just one feels more resonant than the other because of what the message is. And you're right, you know, the Americanized one sort of white washes down that the the idea still a good film but it's you know nowadays it just doesn't it didn't age well i mean i'll still watch it though yeah i mean i i, I would watch it on like on on, on like on a, just a random afternoon just to just watch like random monster destruction although at the same time i could easily do that with like any other godzilla film that i kind of like more mm-hmm. but yeah Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah vs. Mothra. Yeah, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack will continue to be my favorite Godzilla movie. Godzilla vs. Destroyer. I mean, yeah, no, like I said, you know, I think all the Haitian movies are good. I just always, always like uh, that that one. 
for the best. Mm-hmm. Just because in that movie, it, it does uh, an interesting thing about Godzilla as... Uh, no, I was saying because uh, in, in that movie, uh, G- Godzilla is a, uh, he's a re- he's sort of the um, embodiment. Yeah, he's the embodiment of all the uh, people that Japan killed in World War Two. So, because that's always sort of kind of a neat, interesting idea. It's like because I think rarely does Japan ever sort of talk about their war crimes in World War Two. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an interesting way talk about it because i'm pretty sure most at least i don't know i'm I, I i'm pretty positive a lot of japanese like at least government officials don't really like talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i mean it's i mean if we're going in there we also gotta talk about some other i know gundam the big gundam fan that i am play it plays up the the imperialist side as the bad guys a lot i mean yeah yeah no that's definitely uh yeah, I think it, 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 through, culturally Japan sort of discusses its history in various different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just that, like, I think in yeah in the real world circumstances, uh, I think not a lot of people, not a lot of Japanese people are like they're not willing to talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's that's an, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah one is is, is probably the most interesting one because like it's all about you know the past and how. We got to because wasn't that one like a Godzilla was the reanimated corpse of the one that died? Yeah, yeah, in the original and like for a reason, like fucking King Ghidorah is that in in this version is a uh, like a protector spirit along with Mothra and like fucking Baragon. Even though that one gets wrecked immediately in the first 10-15 minutes of the film, he 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 gets killed off so fast they don't even like bother to put him in the title. Oh, no, don't forget, they mentioned uh, the ninety the 90s Godzilla movie. The, oh, yeah, right, the first Godzilla movie, 1998, uh, where it's like, you know, so Americans thought uh, that was Godzilla, but uh, our guys say it's not, which is, like, pretty meta. Yeah, because no one liked that one. Yeah, nobody liked that In one. In terms of a Godzilla film, it was not that great. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, I, I feel like I remember a... Like a YouTube video that would mention that, like, if you were to just rename this as a, like, if you were to just like have got like rename it as just something else, then it probably would have been like a, just a solid, just regular mo- giant monster movie. But the fact that it has the Godzilla name and you're expecting Godzilla things for that movie and it just mm. doesn't deliver, it's sort of just like this is just the biggest. Plus, part. I would say like it, it misses kind of the metaphor of like the nuclear destruction yeah don't get me wrong i mean it, it began it's it's apparently in that film godzilla's in a giant is a mutated iguana yeah yeah you the mutated iguana do the nuclear testing on like mm. some, some specific islands which is like probably the only link to the original um, uh, allegory of godzilla because you know that movie doesn't talk about the consequences of nuclear testing at all it just sort of just like it just uses it as the setup for mm-hmm why there's a giant monster attacking New York. And like I said, like I said earlier, I think even now America has come to the America, you know, the West has sort of come to know, you know, what the original one meant, which is why we get the, the legendary picture ones as they are. Yeah. Where it's like, cause in that one, you know, the nuclear testing woke up Godzilla. He's this sort of ancient monster that lived on the earth and sort of 
kind of wasn't like you know kind of was a bit of the protector, but also like you know this le- this sort of level of radiation and aftermath and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean I still love that movie. <laughs> yeah, solid, solid movie. I say great, but you know whatever. But no, that's uh, I think that's about all we can say so far. Unless there's more you want to talk about. No, I uh. Sorry, and I, I, I think uh, that's. I think we've hit. Uh, I think we've uh, talked about a lot of the mm-hmm. big points about the original 1954 Godzilla film mm-hmm. and uh, the American version. So, yeah, I think we've. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about all, all that needs to be said about the those two versions of the movie. It's it's amazing how much Godzilla itself has stand the test of time. Yeah, it, it is sort of like interesting to see just how pre- prevalent Godzilla is especially considering he's a foreign he, you know he's he, you know he's uh not like an American design or whatever mm-hmm. like I feel like not even King Kong well I mean I think yeah King Kong's like like he's definitely recognizable but you don't like see like King Kong have like more than like 30 movies about him just couple dozen like remakes. i mean there's i mean don't get me wrong there's there's some people that are have stated you know allegories that that movie has had you know with race relations and all this kind of stuff and not saying that's not you know a prevalent thing nowadays is you know i think it just the message wasn't really there for it at the time yeah yeah i would imagine that like that's more of like reading the sort of like like contextual like reading the text and sort of seeing these underlying things mm. that like aren't necessarily like author intent uh, at least what we are discussing with king kong with godzilla the, the, the original there's clear like authorial intent of like hey this is what this movie is about nuclear bombs and the consequences mm. of mishandling them and testing them all right mm-hmm. we need to get this shit sorted out or else we'll all die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's honestly the best way to end this episode. Because, I mean, th- I mean, if we had a whole time to talk about Godzilla movies, I think we'd be here for too damn long. Right, and I do not feel like uh, uh, having our like a f- our first ever three-hour podcast just talking about Godzilla nonstop. I'm pretty sure it won't be three hours. Okay, because you gotta go through the Showa, right? We gotta go through the Haitian, and then we gotta go through the—I say Haitian or Haitian? It's Haitian. Um, then we gotta go to the Millennium and the recent ones. We gotta talk about the Legendary, and then we gotta talk about the the '98 movie, and we won't talk about the cartoons. Which cartoons? Because there's multiple, right? There's the Hanna Barbera one. Yeah. I think there's the, the the cartoon based off the 1998 movie, which was a lot better than the actual movie. Yeah, and there's the anime movies. Then there's the new other, there's the other anime movie that's coming out. Like, uh, you know, Godzilla just continues to be uh, prevalent to this day. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. Because you, you would think over like 30 different movies, you know, you kind of beat the horse already. No, people would love seeing a giant uh, dinosaur monster that breathes atomic fire beating up other giant monsters. Mm-hmm. You are not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why a lot of people like the King, the recent King of the Monsters movie, than the critics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else? 
Because then I said, the story made no sense, but the goddamn action was amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of figured if we were getting a sequel that it was going to go full, like, actual, just a regular Godzilla movie, but with, like, an actual budget. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, guys, for taking a listen to us. If you, you can find us on any social media site. Oh, sorry, that's my fault. You can find us on any social media sites, like the, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you go on Instagram, there is a link tree to where you can find all of our podcasting episodes. So they can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Pandora, Spotify, all the like. You can find them there if you guys a listen to and give us a rating there. And if you can find us on YouTube, you can at the Geek Centurions. Where you can, you know, see our ugly mugs. Uh, you can you can see us, and you know, give see of the face to the voice. And when you're there, hit the comment, hit to the comments, like, subscribe, the like icon. You know the you know how it is with YouTube. Give us a, a follow there, and you know, some we would like to do we want to do some more stuff. We kind of need the cash. We do have a Patreon account at the Contrarians where you can, you know. Give us some some fresh uh, dough so that we can do more stuff. And you'll get some exclusive contents out of it. It's probably the best way for you to um, see how we do. Yeah. uh, Definitely support us in any way you can. Any way you can, whether it be big or small, we will happily accept. And, yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's uh, the end of the episode. You know, Godzilla's awesome. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'm I'm actually very surprised at how long we've uh, gone just on this one movie, but yeah, no, Godzilla is uh, I don't know. It's I feel like Godzilla will st- I getting continues to stick around long bef- long after we're long after we're dead. My kids are gonna be talking about Godzilla. Probably their kids' kids. Yeah. So long as I mean, if there's as long as there are issues of nuclear war, I'm pretty sure we'll have some. There'll be some guys though. Yeah. So the guys, thanks for taking the chance to listen to. Hope you guys are staying good. And once again, this uh, hope you guys had a had a great Thanksgiving. You guys are doing great. You know, we are the. It's been your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we are the Contrarians. You guys have a good one. Peace.